Well, welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast. It is so good to be here with you this month, in the month of December, last month of 2023. Today, we have a very special podcast for you because it is actually the last Breakthrough Podcast that I will be doing. I know, I know, I know, that's sad, that's sad, but it's also pretty exciting because uh, for a while now, I've been thinking about uh, doing a different kind of podcast for church leaders and ministry leaders, and so I will continue to be podcasting, but just to a different audience. Uh, But man, I just want to say... this has been a great ride last couple of years. Really enjoyed uh, speaking to a lot of these issues that we've been covering. Um, hopefully, uh, you have received value. Hopefully, I've added value to your life. We've actually done this is our fifty fourth podcast. It's pretty exciting, um, and yeah, it's been a great run. It's been a lot of fun, and my, it's my understanding that these podcasts will stay on iTunes. Uh, they will not leave there. So. If you want to go back and listen to them uh, from time to time, they'll they'll be there for you. So, uh, but this will be the 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 official final breakthrough podcast, and um, just wanted to bring that to your attention. To your attention, and before we jump in today to uh, our final podcast, I wanted to extend a, a thank you, a few thank yous to some people that have made this possible. Uh, first of all, to Rachel Long. Some of you may not know who she is, but if you're a recent listener, but she was my co-host for uh, for much of the Breakthrough Podcast and helped to make make it what it was, get it launched. Uh, so thank you to Rachel. She's one of the executive pastors here at Emmanuel Church. My assistant, Jenny Walters, who is always helping me do everything. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Jacob Boshin, who is on staff here as well, sitting in the studio today. Thank you, Jacob. Always helping to produce the podcast, edit the podcast, uh, get it on iTunes. Uh, Case Wellington has also done a a bunch of work to help get uh, get the podcast rolling, and also, more recently, Ian Elliott. Uh, Listen, here's the deal. You, You just can't do anything without help. Everything that I do in my life, I've got four or five people helping me to accomplishment uh, to accomplish the tasks in my life, and so I wanted to extend a thank you to everyone who's made the Breakthrough Podcast what it is today. Um, and yeah, it's great. A lot of gratitude in my heart for that for them. So with that being said, hey, let's dive into this final Breakthrough Podcast. I was trying to, I was sitting back thinking, man, if I had you know a couple of things to say to to kind of depart. Uh, from this podcast about how to have a breakthrough in your life. Uh, it would really be around how to change your life. That's really my passion is to is to help people go from where they are to where God wants them to be, to change their life. How does a person create positive change in their life? And I want to give you four words today. And if, you, if you're a note taker or maybe you're driving, you're listening to this right now or running or whatever, you can't write this down. But later on, write these four words down. Number one, disgust. Discuss number two, clarity, number three, time, and number four, people. Discuss clarity, time, and people. Those are the four words I want to give you today, and I want to unpack each one of those words because I believe this is the, this is the proven path to change your life, whatever change you want to make in your life. So let's dive into this. The first one is disgust. If you want to change your life, you must get disgusted. We've talked about this before on the podcast. The word disgust, I love that word. It means to, to be disturbed physically or mentally by something. <laughs> 
change does not come until we get disgusted with our current condition. Where we look at the situation, we say, enough is enough. I will no longer tolerate this behavior in this relationship, this behavior that I'm demonstrating, whether that's some sort of destructive behavior, whether you're drinking too much alcohol or you're eating too much bad, you know, bad food or you're you're watching too much television or you're whatever it is you get to this point in your life where you're looking at your situation and you're just completely disgusted people really don't change unless they get to that point if they're okay with the current situation they're a little bothered by it you know they don't like it that much but they can kind of deal with it there's no change there's no change my one of my favorite quotes on this particular issue or, or, or scenario. I believe this is from Henry Cloud. He said, people don't change until the pain of staying the same exceeds the pain of change. What does that mean? That simply means that people don't really change their life until they realize, man, if I stay this way, doing the things that I'm doing, treating people the way that I'm tre- treating them, disrespecting people, uh, whatever is wasting time, if I continue to do the things that I'm doing, the pain is going to exceed the pain of actually making the change in my life. And, there, and here's why that's so important, because changing your life requires some effort. It, it really does. It requires new patterns, new habits. You know, you got to stop doing things. You got to start doing new things. Changing your life is difficult, and it involves pain. And that's a lot of times why we don't do it. We don't, we don't want to change because there's a price to it. Well, once the price of staying the same exceeds the price of changing, that's, that's when we will make a change. In our marriages, and our health and fitness, this is why people often change after a heart attack. I have a heart attack. They go to the doctor. Uh, the doctor says, "Man, you got you got clogged arteries. You, you eat too much red meat. You eat too much fried foods. You, you don't exercise. You know, you 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 you've got to change." And and what happens is people start changing because what they almost died. <laughs> they realize, "Holy cow! If I don't change my life, I'm not going to be here." I'm not going to be able to walk my daughter down the aisle when she gets married or, or see my grandkids. And so what do they do? They start going to the gym. They never went to the gym before. Now they start going. Why? Because they, they're willing to pay that price of changing because they don't want to pay the other price of staying the same. This is powerful. You've got to get to the point where you're disgusted. This gives you the energy to change. Disgust gives you the passion to change. Disgust gives you the stamina to change because change is hard. So that's the first word I need you to get in your brain. Like, why am I not changing? Well, you're not disgusted with your situation, your financial situation, not disgusted with it. The fact that you're getting deeper and deeper in debt, you're okay with it. The fact that you're overspending your budget, right? You don't, you don't really know where you are financially. You don't know what's in your accounts. You're not, you're not disgusted with it. Once you get disgusted, you'll start to, to change your financial life. And that goes you know, across the board. That's number one. Number two, second word, clarity clarity. If you're going to change your life, you must get clear. What do you want to do? What change do you want to make? Do you want to know God better? Do you want to walk closer to God? You want to sense him, feel him? Do you want him to answer your prayers? You want to hear his voice speaking to you? What change do you want to make? This is the principle of focus. This is the principle of clarity. Do you want to get in shape? What does that look like? 
Does that look like you're losing 25 pounds? Does that look like you can run a marathon? Does that look like you can breathe when you walk up a flight of stairs? Like, what does it look like to to get in shape? You have to get extremely clear. Do you want to quit smoking? Do you want to write a book? Do you want to get a degree? Do you want to start a business? You want to stop watching pornography? Do you want to fix your marriage? What specific thing do you want to change? If You know, I talk to people and I ask them about their life and what they want to do. They really don't know. You know, generally speaking, they have an idea. Oh, I'd like to make more money. I'd like to, you know, be successful. What does that, what does that mean? You've got to get super clear on what you want to do with your life. This, I'm so passionate about this. All the time I'm thinking about exactly what I want to accomplish as a pastor. What is it that I want to do? I want to reach people for Christ. I want to launch one campus a year for the next 12 years. I want to reach 20,000 people by the year 2035. Like, that is the target. You cannot hit a target that you don't have. And so you've got to get, you've got to take time in your life across the board, your relationships, your financial life, your, your, with your job, with your children, if you have kids, with your marriage, if you are married. Like, what do you want to do in those specific areas? Put a target on the wall. I love the quote that I can't remember who said it, but someone said it like this. You know, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. <laughs> what does that mean? That means that you've got to focus in on the, on the change that you want to make. And where do you get the energy to do that? Disgust. That's why number one is the word disgust. You've got to create that energy so that you can make the changes that you want to make. Disgust, clarity. Let me give you this third word, time time. Oh man, I'm, I've been thinking so much about this recently in my own life. Time. If you want to change your life, you must maximize your time. Did you know that today the average person spends 151 minutes on social media? 151 minutes scrolling, looking, reading, posting. That's two and a half hours a day on social media. I looked up what the average uh, Netflix uh, subscriber uh, does per day. The average Netflix subscriber spends 3.2 hours every day on Netflix. Unbelievable. So if you're a Netflixer and you're a social media person, add that up, 3.2 plus 2.5, you know, you're, you're, you're at 5.7 hours every single day. It doesn't even account for television. The stats on television watching is staggering. The average American watches 294 minutes of television. That's 4.9 hours every single day. If you watch television, if you watch Netflix, and you do social media, you're at 10 hours a day on average. You know, when I talk to people about changing their life or making significant shifts or losing weight or making more money, you know what I hear a lot? Man, I just, I just don't have the time. That is a bunch of hogwash. We are wasting time by watching Netflix and scrolling on social media and watching television. If you want to change your life, you have to learn to maximize your time. You have to leverage time better. You have to fill your activities, your time, with activities that will move the needle that will create change in your life. So, for example, if you 
If you wanted, to, if you got clear, you said, "Man, I really love to uh, to get closer to God. I'm a spiritual person. I want to I want to know God better. I want to know Jesus better." Okay, well, you've got to fill your time with things like prayer and specifically scripture, meditation and memorization, and developing a a, a pattern, a ritual of quiet time, and you know, getting in a small group of people where you're going to be talking about the scriptures and being held accountable and encouraging one another, attending services on a weekend at a, at, a, at a church where you can hear the Bible preached. Like, you know, these are activities that will move the needle. Reading spiritual books. Let's say, for example, you, you got clear and, you, you know, you finally got disgusted and you wanted to lose the weight and get in shape. Well, okay, you got to fill your day with healthy habits, things like exercise, Exercising for 30 to 45 minutes, four, five, six times a week. You have to, you have the time. I mean, the, the evidence is there. Uh, you know, what people are doing on Netflix and, and, and social media and, and watching television. We like, we have the time. Like, even if you worked eight hours a day and you slept eight hours a day, and let's say you had to run a few errands for uh, in the day. And you had some some interruptions in the day. You eight plus eight, eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, sixteen, two hours of errands, eighteen, and maybe another couple of hours uh, for miscellaneous interruptions or or maybe travel time, two hours. You're at twenty. Maybe throw in another hour there or two for eating. You're at twenty-two. That still leaves you with two hours, three hours. Every single one of us have two or three hours every single day that we can, we can do whatever we want with. And what most people are doing is they're filling that with Netflix and, and social media, which is two and a half hours a day, three and a half hours a day, or television. What if you replace that with you know, an intense workout or uh, reading books? You would actually move the needle. So what I'm saying today is, you have the time. You have to, ma- if you want to change your life, you have to learn to maximize time. Like, pay attention, do a time audit. I've done this before in my life where I've, in, in the entire week, I've mapped out what I did every single hour. And I was shocked. I was shocked to see, like, how much extra time I really did have. I always tell people, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I got to do this, got to do that, go to it. Well, when you really, really look at how you're spending your time, suddenly you see, wow, I'm wasting a lot. I'm, I'm literally you know, just letting time go by, wasting it on frivolous things. So I've started to, to, to fill my, fill my time with, you know, I'm, I'm trying to write a book right now and, and I fill my extra hours with, with writing words, studying, uh, different topics, um, you know, exercising, reading books. And that's why my life is changing because I'm learning to leverage my time better. So number one, disgust. Number two, clarity. Number three, time. Let me give you this fourth one. Oh, this is so good. People. People. If you want to change your life, you must get around better people. The bottom line is you are where you are today because of the people around you. That's the bottom line. Henry Cloud wrote a book called The Power of the Other. In that book, he makes this incredible argument, scientific argument, argument, all these different illustrations to prove his point. And, and this is his main point. Your people, the people around you are making or breaking you. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. Recently, I was doing some 
research on um, Ja Morant research. I, I was YouTubing him. <laughs> I guess that's how people do research today. Ja Morant, if you don't know who he is, uh, in the last couple of years, he's kind of taken the NBA by storm. He's, in my opinion, he could be, he is so good at basketball that he could go down as in the, in the top 10 greatest players of all time. He's that good. He does things on a basketball court that, I mean, you, maybe Michael Jordan, you know, and it's unbelievable. The athleticism this guy has, he is an unbelievable basketball player. But as you may know, John Morant is uh, self-destructing. He's uh, in big trouble with the NBA. He, two times he's been uh, caught uh, flashing a handgun on Instagram. Uh, it's cost him, so far, his shenanigans off the court have cost him $39 million of money he was supposed to receive that he's not going to receive. You know, and, and this guy, you know, he, he grew up in a good home. It's not like he was he grew up in a, a bad neighborhood or, or, or that he was part of a gang. He wasn't. He had two good parents and went to good school, great home life. But now he's taking on this, uh, you know, this aura of a, of a thug, of a, of a, a, a gang, a, a gang member. And here's the thing. I have no evidence to support this, but here, here's, I just been around long enough. I would say, without a doubt, it's his friends. It's the people he's chosen to surround himself with. He's self-destructing because he's got the wrong people around him. If John Morant is going to make it, he's going to need LeBron James and, and, and Michael Jordan, and he's going to need... Dwayne Wade or some of these other guys to get around him, smack him upside his head, smack the, the stupidity out of him. <laughs> and they're going to have to invest in him and get around him if he is going to make it in the NBA. It's such a shame to watch this guy self-destruct because he's so incredibly talented. I'm telling you the same principle applies to you. The people around you are making or breaking you. Jim Rome said years ago, you know, you are the average of the five people closest to you. What, what does that mean? That means that you, you look at your five closest friends. Look, look at what they drive. I guarantee your, your car's like theirs. Look at your five closest friends. Look, look where they live, the neighborhood they live in, the type of house they live in, square footage. I guarantee your house looks like theirs. Look at your five friends. Look how they dress, you know, where they shop. I guarantee you dress like them and shop where they shop. Look at them. Just think about how much money do your five closest friends have in their checking accounts and saving accounts. I guarantee you're going to be right in there. Same amount of money, generally speaking, average of the five. How is that possible? It's, here's the deal. We, we just become like the people we run, we run with. So if I want to change my life in a significant way, I want to get better. I want to, you know, improve. I want to move into a different space. I want to, you know, I've got to get around people that are doing those things. If I want to change my life, I got to change my friends. Which means I might have to let go of some friends that are holding me back. And the same is true for you. People, you've got they're making or breaking you. Time. You're not maximizing your time. That's why you're not changing. We're wasting time. Clarity. We're not clear on what we want to do. And disgust. 
we're, we're, we're okay with where we are. And, the, and these are some of the reasons why we, we're not our lives. We're getting older. Listen, time does not mature us. Time does not heal us. Time does not change us. Time passes by. And if you don't, if you don't make some of these significant shifts, you're going to be the same person in five years, 10 years. You're not going to be any different because time has gone by. That's not the way it works. You've got to take action. Hey, I hope this is helpful. This is, uh, this is something that is not, these are just like parting words. Like, man, this is the Breakthrough Podcast. This is going from where God has you to where God wants you to be. Like, I've looked into my heart. Like, how is my life changing? These are some of the things that I'm doing. These are how, this is how the, the needle is moving in my life. And, and they will work for you as well. Hey, honestly, this has been a great journey, guys. I know it's coming to an end in this podcast last couple, three years or so. It's been fun. Um, I hope that the podcast has helped you. Again, those pod- these episodes will stay in iTunes, so you can go back and listen to them. Um, but uh, I do love you guys, and I appreciate you listening, taking the time to listen. Uh, you don't have to listen to me. What, what do I know? <laughs> so, but you're taking the time to, to listen to some of this stuff, and, and I hope that it's, it's been a blessing to you. If you don't have a home church, man, check out, check out Emmanuel. I lead that church. We've got uh, multiple locations across central Indiana. Our website's eclife.org. Uh, we'd love to, um, for you to check us out. Uh, you could also, uh, you know, Follow me on Instagram. I don't really post a whole lot there, but you could definitely get a, get a hold of me there. A little, I do a little bit on Twitter. You guys know that. Um, and so, but yeah, love you guys. And it's been a great journey. And I wish you nothing but the best. Blessings. God bless. <laughs>